Welcome to the Oakcrest podcast channel. Oakcrest School in Vienna, Virginia challenges girls in grades 6 to 12 to develop their intellect, character, faith, and leadership potential to thrive in college and throughout their lives. On today's podcast, Head of School Dr. Mary T. Ortiz looks ahead to the summer and discusses how it can be a fruitful time for students and their families. Okay, hi everyone. Uh, welcome to the first Head of School Coffee in 2021. Uh, we are pre-recording this in anticipation, I don't want to say in hopes of, but maybe that's the case, uh, some snow. So uh, it's actually Wednesday afternoon, but um, so be it. So anyway, um, I wanted to start by uh, thanking very much um, all of our beautiful Ocrest parents for the lovely outpouring of prayers and sympathy, condolences um, for my, for me and my family, upon the um, the death of my dad, he passed away um, peacefully in his sleep on January twenty fourth, um, just just a few weeks ago. Uh, he was ninety six years old, uh, five days short of his ninety seventh birthday, is when um, our Lord decided to take him home. And I'm so grateful for all of the, everything, the uh, letters, the masses that are being offered for him, um, the emails, et cetera. I really am very grateful. Um, I love the fact that he, you know, decided to, or he didn't decide, but he um, left us before, you know, before his birthday because he was early for everything. Uh, he was scrupulously early for appointments and he tried to, uh, not desperately, but he tried to inculcate that in all of his children. Um, I would say with more or less success. And I, I remember spending what seems like hours uh, looking out the front window waiting for a ride um, because he would say, you know, it was just terrible to make somebody wait for you um, who's picking you up. I mean, that was anathema, but early for everything was important. Uh, he was definitely a man of his generation. Uh, we call it the, you know, the greatest generation. And he really did have so many of the virtues that we attribute um, to those, those people. I am immensely grateful for him, of course, and my mother. Uh, and I'm very, very grateful for the Ocrest community's outpouring, again, of prayer and love. Um, again, for him, for my mother, who is uh, 94, they were going to celebrate 69 years of marriage this June, which is awesome, um, and prayers for my family. So really, I'm very, very grateful for, for that. I really do appreciate it, um, not only from the parents, but also it was beautiful from all of the faculty and staff and from the girls. Um, it's a really a testimony to our, um, our community. So um, the topic of this coffee is your daughter and summer. Um, the subtitle is really look at the Ocrest website to see the summer programs that we're offering for 2021. It's a fantastic array, and it really is our, our first go at this. We dabbled a little bit in McLean, uh, but we really were waiting to get to the new campus to really, un, um, you know, to bring out uh, a really healthy and interesting array of summer activities, and it's coming. It's here, we'll be here this summer. Um, so the, the, your daughter in summer uh, is the topic. And um, there are two nouns there. 
And the first noun of the phrase is the most important one. And I want to start there. Uh, your daughter, um, who she is, um, what's going on with her at this time in her life is really the most important piece here. And we'll come at Summer through that, um, through that lens. So the girls, our girls at Oakcrest in grades you know, six to 12, ages 12 to 18, you could say, are experiencing the most impressionable years of their life. That's a fact. They are, in those years, I think the big um, sort of defining characteristic of those years uh, is what you call the search, you know, to discover who, who am I? Uh, there are many questions that they're asking at different times. Uh, and many times, I would say probably most of the time, they're not explicitly asking those questions, but we have to know that this is what's going on. They're looking for models upon which to, to really shape their lives, asking such questions um, as like, you know, who do I wanna be? Uh, what is the meaning of my life? Why was I created? Who am I? And these are the deep existential questions in every life. Uh, and they are most powerfully and urgently asked as appropriate in these adolescent years, the formation of the person um, so, again, we ask these questions throughout our lives. We all do. Um, we ask them most powerfully at certain moments in our life. Um, you could say moments of crisis, uh, moments of unexpected success. That's an interesting time. Unexpected failure, even as we enter a new phase in our life. And I'm sure we'd love to hear your stories, but uh, first time, you know, marriage and entering marriage motherhood, uh, maybe the point where your children are, are growing up and leaving the nest, uh, leaving professional life, maybe that's an, a moment, or re-entering professional life, you know, et cetera, et cetera. These are moments when we ask these deeply human questions. But the key here is that the adolescent is asking them for the first time and with a, with a great urgency um, with a great passion that's appropriate to the age and the answers that she will find really have a shaping effect on her life in a profound way. And that leads me to the point, which I'm sure you're aware of, but it's, we should always, um, we shouldn't lose sight of it, that the choice of a school for these impressionable years is so uh, fundamentally important precisely because these are the years when she's asking those questions, looking for those answers, looking for those models. So the shaping effect on your daughter that comes from her encounters with, during these years, with her peers, with her teachers, mentors, coaches, the content and direction of her classes so key. What, those questions are asked in our classes here from a variety of angles. What are good role models? Who are heroes? Why are, why are these people, you know, what makes these individuals good or not? How do we make decisions? All of that is part of the content direction of the classes. And I would say the lived mission of the school in small and big ways, all of this, these, um, the shaping effect of all of these things on a young person is really profound. 
but it is it, as profound it is, as it is, it is second um, to the shaping effect of you, of her parents, um, of her family, of her family culture, you know, the habits that are inculcated in one's family, the traditions, the conversations, um, the memories that are created, the lived life together, that's a family culture. Of course, that is of primary importance in shaping her and really answering those questions. So to a point here, when you put together, um, when you align the school culture with the primary family culture, and you really align them when they are united in the deepest way, you are giving a young person the optimal environment to grow in a holistic way. I, I definitely think that is always worth um, thinking about pondering, um, giving thanks for. Again, um, par Okra's parents, uh, congratulations, really, um, because you've chosen uh, to give your daughter this optimal environment that forms her in a, in a deeply holistic way. And that means she's learning, I mean, her mind, her heart, her will, her emotions, all are being shaped to really pursue what we say in Israel, true, the good, the true, and the beautiful. It doesn't mean that she's perfect, of course, but she has been set on a path um, in, in, a, in a very good direction. She's been given the tools to navigate uh, her life. So that is all very, very, very important and very exciting and very beautiful to see unfold. Of course, there are, as we know, it's, it's not a, um, it's not a, guaranteed smooth ride in any way. There are ups and downs. That's part of growth. There is no growth without difficulties, without, to a certain extent, crises. All of that's part of growth, but um, our girls are on a, a fantastic path. So I just want to see summer. That's why in when I say your, uh, your daughter and summer, I'm placing it in that, you know, your daughter, who she is now in her life. And I realize I'm you know, I'm this, your daughter may be in sixth grade or eighth grade or senior, so it's quite a spectrum. But again, your daughter as a young woman in these in important years, that's the first thing to look at. Summer, I just see, I do see as an opportunity to continue uh, what I'm going to call this growth into maturity. It's not a, um, it's not just like a parenthesis. Uh, it's not a filler time. It's not even a time to, I mean, it really, we don't want it to be a time to take a break um, in, in sort of in, the, in, the, in a negative sense. You know, you wouldn't want to ever take a break from the best things in your life. It's a change and it should be. It should be deeply refreshing and, uh, and have all kinds of great things about it. It's not this heavy, serious thing, you know, but it, it, again, it's not a departure or a break or a sort of casting aside all the good things. It really is a different style, um, if you will, of uh, using the time uh, on this journey to, into maturity. So I wanna see, I just wanna point out three aspects that I think are really um, interesting for opportunities for, your, for, for a young woman. One is um, to see it as an opportunity to discover new interests and grow in confidence. The second is just friendship. Let's look at friendship. And the third is uh, taking an opportunity to take personal responsibility through financial contribution. 
So I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, the first to see the summer, summer activities, summer programs, just summer as an opportunity to discover new interests and grow in confidence. And again, I am, this is a, a you know, a bold and, and straight out sales pitch for our summer program. So I'll be thinking about them, but it, it can extend beyond that. Um, but for the purposes of this, I'm really getting, my, my mind is in those programs. Um, so again, these years in your daughter's life are optimal uh, for helping her take risks. We hear about that all the time and that that's very important. Um, to take risks and to widen her scope of interests. Um, it is, these years really are, I would say it's, 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 they're really not the time to specialize. They are the time to embrace being an amateur, to, to try things. Um, you've heard that phrase like, um, it's a good time to be a jack of all trades and master of none, which is so often used in a pejorative sense. Um, I'm not sure why, but anyway, I think we should, it should be embraced when you're young. Yes, I, I've, um, I've learned a number of different things, maybe a number of them not so well, I'm not so great at them, but, um, but it's fun and I've learned them. I've learned a lot. So again, it just fill in the blanks this summer, uh, could be a time, um, again, looking at the programs, but to, to learn to play a sport that she's never played before, um, to learn to read music, um, to dance, to throw clay. We're not offering pottery this year, but eventually we will. Uh, to garden, to knit, to cook, whatever. Um, but again, broadening that scope um, of interest. And I don't mean when I say this, that your daughter should be doing all of these things, not at all. And I don't even mean that that's um, kind of focusing on a few is bad. I don't mean that at all. But again, have this view of now is the time to really explore, to encourage a spirit of adventure, um, to, you know, again, learn, learn new things now thinking like, okay, my, you know, this is the time she's young. Um, she's truly discovering herself and her talents and that spirit of, we don't really know yet. Um, you know, you, you could discover that you're actually really quite good at, at this. And we wouldn't have known that if you hadn't, hadn't tried. Um, it's important. We know that young people, this is true for girls and boys, of course, but they develop competence in basic areas of life when they're young. Um, that is really key. Um, not it's fun to learn all kinds of things, but I think think about things that really are just basic areas of competence. Um, and I think to see like, these are useful things. Um, I'm gonna use cooking as an example, I'll explain that in a moment. Um, but it helps in general, learning useful things helps, uh, helps develop confidence in a real way. So again, a young person, a young woman, and actually we're not offering cooking this summer, it's funny that I'm using that, but um, you know, a young woman who learns how to cook has developed, um, she's, she's gonna develop competence, it's, she's gonna develop competency, which gives confidence, and it's a useful skill. It also can be a way to give, give to others. Um, and what I'm getting at is we don't, we, we don't wanna get away from having um, the girls sort of place their confidence in things that are shifting, things that are, if you will, maybe even just superficial. 
or aspects of a consumeristic culture. So that can be things like popularity, of course, popularity, um, the attention of boys, you know, clothes and, and looks. And when I say this, there's nothing necessarily bad about these things. It's very natural for a young woman to care about these things. I, I, I you know, they're in and of themselves, they're not, they're not bad, but we don't want them to become too important. That's where I'm going. We do not want these, these kind of shifting, if you will, some of superficial things to be where a young woman places her confidence. Because again, they are shifting. They are, they are rather superficial. We want her to place her confidence in real things, in real skills, uh, in, in, you know, that run the gamut. Uh, so it's not, and it's not just academic areas. I mean, it's great. And we do want that, that she has confidence because she does well in a particular subject. Yes, that's great. But we're much more than just our minds. And this is where, again, summer, summer programs offer um, really a, a fuller uh, possibility to develop one's, one's talents. Um, just an example on the cooking, uh, my two nieces who are, who are very grateful Ocrest graduates learned to cook and bake in their high school years. Um, not at Ocrest, but through a program that was a partner that partnered with Ocrest. And they, they really had a great journey. They eventually earned money doing it. Um, they, they had fun. Uh, they learned to work hard. They went to some competitions. It really became something that they, they really loved. And when one of my nieces was in college, she was in a summer program with college students. And one of the weekends, I think after, many of the girls went and had kind of a reunion at one of the girls' homes. And my niece was telling me what a fun time they had. And she said, yeah, as a way to thank the family for hosting this you know, group of college students, she said, we, we did this, we cooked a, a dinner for them. And I mean, Sarah, I was really proud. Sarah was, you know, I think she was the lead chef on this, but I asked her what they did and it was really fantastic. It was not gourmet, but it was this fabulous salmon dinner with, you know, really interesting and fancy and wonderful um, elements to it. And I, and she said they were really happy and we had this long, wonderful dinner. And it just struck me because I thought, wow, I said, Sarah, that's so lovely that you could, that, and all of them participated, that you could offer that to that family. What a creative way to thank them. Um, I mean, it would have been fine to give flowers or chocolates or a thank you note, but I thought, what a, what a lovely thing. Um, and that is like the, the girls can have through learning different things, like the joy of offering something, you know, quality. Um, as a way to thank someone, thank their family, thank a friend, in this case, thank this, this family that was so generous. And I think that's, that is a beautiful element to, I would say, a mature life, which is a life of giving and receiving um, in a way that's very enriching for oneself and others. So just to share that. Okay, my second thing is, my second point is summer. Uh, I mean, not summer, it's friendship. This is all about and um, I think that would be would be neat. So keep in mind that friendship, I think what we talked to the girls about, is an outward looking reality. Uh, it, is, it is really the heart of it, the heart of good friendship, Christian friendship, true friendship is self-giving. And that's, we know that that's a lifelong journey and it's very intense in these, again, impressionable years. And 
it's a whole other topic, but um, that's our that's our goal. Um, is this true uh, self-giving friendship? And it needs, we need to stretch and the girls need to stretch. So I, I love seeing the girls grow in this, again, from a more, if you will, just kind of, you know, maybe like self-focused friendship, looking for me, um, which again, it's normal, it's part of growth to a more outward looking one. Um, a little anecdote, one of our seniors is on crutches, she had an operation and I was talking to her and there's a student with her who's carrying her things. And the one with her told me, it was just so lovely, very, very okra. She said, oh yeah, Ms. Ortiz, we, we fight over who gets to carry her bag. And, um, you know, have a good day. And I thought, I just love that. I mean, that's just such a beautiful spirit of service. These girls are seniors. They've come a long way uh, in the in really just understanding service, small things and friendship. So summer, I think it could be interesting, the girls, they all need guidance, we all do. So summer can be an opportunity. And I just thought of some ways you could frame it, maybe saying like, I don't know, is there a summer program at Oakcrest you would like to do? And maybe is there someone in the class that you don't know as well, that you'd like to get to know better? Maybe you could say to her, you know, I'm gonna do this, maybe we could do it together. So stretch. You know, maybe not someone in her friendship group. They'll do lots of things together anyway, which is fine. But um, again, someone you could get to know better in your class or in another grade. Um, and it, how special, how wonderful that that person would, maybe she won't do it, but that she would love to be asked, you know, I'm going to do this. It'd be really fun. Maybe you'd like to do it. Maybe we could do it together. That stretching, that can only be good. Um, the other thing, maybe it's, or maybe it's not Oakcrest, maybe it's somebody in the neighborhood um, that could use some good thing in her life. Uh, maybe it's a cousin, maybe it's a friend from an old school, you know, um, something, but not easy, not hard or painful or terrible, you know, but let's, let's stretch the girl, you know, we all use that expression, get out, get out of our comfort zone. Um, we're going to spend time with the people that we love and we're with all the time, let's look beyond and let's um, offer, show interest and, and affection. So I think it really is a great example for the girls that they see the adults around them, which I'm sure they do. We have eyes for others, that we are people who try to bring others in, especially people who, who need more in one way or another might really need that that hand because they're shy or because they're new, whatever reason it is. Um, and that we, they see that we are people who we share our gifts, we make an effort and we, we want to do that. That is very powerful. Um, so again, helping the girls stretch and we know we, we, we ourselves need this our whole lives um, and how good it is for us, how important and how good it is. So again, um, with Ocrest, I think the Ocrest summer programs, again, you could you could use this helper think of somebody who might appreciate hearing this, this, this in, invitation. Um, I told the girls um, when we, the very first day we were here in the new building in September, 2017, um, I, I was acutely aware of the fact like this is such a beautiful place, this campus. And I said there, there are many girls in Fairfax County, I'm sure, even in you know 
these neighborhoods around us or, you know, schools around us who would love to be here, but cannot and will not. And it may be because they don't know anything about Ocrest or they can't afford it or their parents don't know about it or wouldn't maybe wouldn't be open to it. But those girls would love to be here. And the thing that makes me happy is that I think, well, maybe they can experience Ocrest through the Ocrest girls, uh, through knowing our girls. That is fantastic. And that makes me so happy uh, that they can experience Ocrest through that. Um, and the summer programs really are a dream in this regard because they are for our students, of course, but they're open to you know, all girls. So I really love that. They're taught by our faculty um, and our alum and our students can help with it, but they really are an Ocrest experience. So I'm so delighted about that. So join, join the effort and, and look around and see if your daughter could, be, could reach out to someone. And the third and last one is personal responsibility through financial contribution. And I think my dad is sitting on my shoulder here with this. He was, uh, it was an important part of his, um, his life is teaching us financial responsibility and all of that. Um, anyway, so I just think the basic principle here is that we, we don't regard things um, that highly that we get for free, meaning we put, you know, things that we've put no contribution into, we know that we're, we're you know, they can sort of come and go. But that anything that we've put, um, like, you know, some of ourselves, our effort, our hard work, our money, our time, we really cherish. We cherish what we've worked for. And it's great for the girls to experience that, you know, more and more. It's a very, very important life lesson. Um, and I think we could each just think about it. The parents, remember your first car that you paid for with your money and how suddenly you became, you know, very cautious of, you know, things like, please don't leave your, you know, don't eat in my car or don't do this or whatever. Because we paid for it. We're paying for it. We value it. Whatever. Um, it's just an anecdote. But so ask your daughter, I think it'd be great. What would you like to do this summer? Would you, would you like to do one of these summer programs? And then how could you help pay for it? Um, and again, look at the age, look at the possibilities, but um, I think that's powerful. Um, so, so those are really in sum, I mean, winding up, these years are years of tremendous growth um, in the girls' ideals, their life habits, all of that. So use, put summer in that context um, and some, see it as a way to, uh, summer can be such a positive contribution, again, to that growth, that journey. Again, and through um, the ways that I talked about, developing opportunities to develop new skills, find new talents, grow in friendship by inviting someone and reaching out to someone, looking to give rather than to receive and really exercising those friendship muscles. And then that growth and maturity in contributing uh, financially um, to, to this so that the girls are growing again and from becoming like passive receivers, if you will, to really um, protagonists and active uh, in, in part of their, um, their growth. So those are the main things. And then I'm gonna end by just signaling a few things coming up to let you know, um, we are now, all of us here are really excited about the upper school show, Antigone. And uh, Dr. O'Malley reminded all the faculty and staff of 
how important it is to the girls that we really show the interest. They've worked really hard on all levels. It's going to be a great show. Um, and she just signaled that. So I'm really, I'm really glad. So it's on the website, information on the website, the front page. Uh, the shows are the fall, not this weekend, but the following one, Friday at 7.30, Saturday at 11, and Saturday night at, at 7.30 p.m. I've, I've been told and I'm very impressed that the ninth grade and the 12th grade parents have free tickets because Antigone is dealt with in the curriculum and the teachers were excited about the parents diving in. Uh, I think that's just lovely. But, um, but anyway, for all of us, I just encourage you to sign up, you know, get some tickets, send the link to friends and relatives every, you know, anywhere and everywhere. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a February weekend. So maybe uh, I was thinking, you know, eat some Greek food get some Greek wine, whatever, make it, make it something fun and dive in. I mean, it is a fantastic, it's a fantastic show and the girls have done a great job. So that's Antigone, a pitch for that. And then the Father's Club um, next Thursday, so that's Thursday, February 18th at uh, 7 p.m. We're, we're going to be live streaming from here at Ocrest. Mike Barbic is going to interview me and Terry Collins um, about sort of updates about Ocrest. And then we're gonna get a little, we're gonna get into the role of fathers in their daughters' lives. So this live stream is for the Fathers Club and next Thursday, February 18th. And I really hope a lot of dads can join. Um, I think that will be fun and hopefully it will be informative. And I think those are, are the main things I wanted to share with you. I will say when I thought about doing this, coffee, it made me realize how much I'm looking forward to getting back to live coffees. There is nothing like it. I so miss um, those, you know, quick and sometimes long, whatever conversations with you around coffee before the talk and after. So I'm really looking forward to that again, when we can do that. So thank you very much. Uh, happy Valentine's weekend. And um, again, thanks for everything.